welcome to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series. My name is Jody Maley, and I've been an entrepreneur and business owner for over 27 years now. Thanks for joining the podcast, and I can't wait to share with you tips and ideas on how to grow your heart-centered entrepreneur business. As a personality dimensions coach, I help entrepreneurs discover who they are at their core so they can have real and authentic sales conversations with their ideal clients. We all started or joined a business so that we can make an income on our terms. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneur journey or have been in sales for a while, the key to any business is sales and nurturing the sales relationship. So I invite you to sit back, relax, maybe even have your favorite drink and take some notes as we have fun delving in to learn more from the top 1% to 2% income earners who are making such a difference and impact for themselves and their beautiful teams. Their tips and ideas will uplift and inspire you in a heart-centered, authentic way to help lift you up, move you forwards towards your perfect dream and goal. So stay tuned to the end of each podcast as I will share a little gift from me that I know will get you inspired in your beautiful business. Hi there, everyone. So today I have a special guest, Angela Nauman, who has actually been on a few of my summits, a frequent flyer, I call you. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> we are friends. That's right. We are friends as well. This is what I love about and what are, we're going to be talking about today with Angela. I'll let her introduce herself. And then we're going to be talking about um, content to build real connections with people. And she'll share a little bit of her story, where she's from, and you're going to love her accent because, you know, what's funny up here in Canada, I got this quite a bit a couple of weeks ago. They're like, I love your accent. And I'm like, I have an accent. That's pretty That's cool. What I was thinking you said that I'm like, what accent? <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself, Angela. We'd love to hear a little bit more about you and what you do. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, Jody, I'm so happy to be here because, you know, I adore you and um, I just think you're fantastic. And I'm, I'm always honored to be in your space, always honored to be in your space. But so for everyone that doesn't know me, I'm Angela Nauman. I am a 20 plus year entrepreneur and writing teacher turned marketing coach. And I kind of started my entrepreneurial journey selling pink lipsticks for Mary Kay while I put myself through college. And even after I graduated college and I got a job teaching, I continued to feed that entrepreneurial bug um, because, you know, once it's bitten, it just can't let it go. Right. And what happened is a couple of years back when I finally, I had dabbled in different network marketing companies on the side as I worked my full-time job and about, gosh, I don't know, eight years ago now, I joined a network marketing company to help my sister out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. my, my sister said, Hey, I've joined this company. And I was like, okay, okay. And so I thought I was just going to buy products. And she goes, no, 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 you're going to join the company too. Cause I need you to do that. And I went, okay. And I just looked at my husband and I said, um, I'm just doing this to help her out. It'd just be a couple months. And nine months later, I'm like ranked up. I'm winning trips and all the things. And, and it just, it reignited that entrepreneurial bug, but it actually took it to the next step for me. And it was during that time that I was um, in this network marketing com company, I actually hired a coach to help me win trips and things like that, grow that business, because I wanted to leave the nine to five and just go full-time as an entrepreneur. Um, but 
with that coach, what I found was what I love more than anything was the coaching. And it changed everything for me. It wasn't immediate. Over the time working with him, he kept asking me things like, are you sure this is what you want? And I'm like, well, I want the results. But my favorite time of the week was not working that business. It was my time I was coaching with him. And then one Saturday morning, I was like, you know what? I wonder how you become a coach. And I started looking up sites of different places, health coaching, life coaching, all these different things. And I was like, I sent him a thing. I'm like, is this real? Like, is this legit? Like if I give them my money, is it normal? And he's like, yeah, that's real. <laughs> it's accredited. You're good. And I was, I decided like a Saturday morning on the spur of the moment, I was going to become a coach. And I did. And I did. And it has been the best thing for me. And since then, um, I guess it's been about five years now. And I've helped dozens and dozens and dozens of one-on-one clients do th- fun things like double their income, double their clients, leave the nine to five for full-time entrepreneurship. And that's what I do. And I do it all by helping them market in a way that connects with their audience instead of chasing the big funnels and the impersonal playing the numbers game. So yeah. And what I love too, when I interviewed you a few years ago, as you were, I think you were not quite out of the school job yet. As I wasn't. You were, you know, doing half and half and kind of, you know, blending in to your entrepreneur journey. So that's been fun to watch over the last couple of years. Yeah. Your signature talk back then, and I think it still stands true, is not to let like the inner mean girl, your mean girl dictate who you are. Oh my gosh. That's a huge part of the journey. It's the beginning of the journey because we really can't go very far with that mean girl just yelling at us all the time. And in, I did that, um, helping silence my own inner, inner mean girl. Let me spit that out is part of the reason I was able to leave the nine to five. Yeah. Right. Because let me tell you, it took a whole lot of courage to leave the nine to five to, to trust myself, to believe in myself that much. And, um, because it's scary because there's so much for me anyway, like I have such a deep rooted need for security and safety and, um, to leave my nine to five for entrepreneurship took, it took not just strategy with my business, but it took a whole lot of inner work to do that. And it, it still does. I still have, you know, I'm human. I still have months where I'm like, where, what happened? Where did that go? Like, or whatever, you know? Um, but it's a whole lot less now. Like my, my level of security is a whole lot higher. And I think you, you've done, um, the personality test too. So you're an orange. What was your secondary yes. color? Um, Remember? the, um, one that talks to people what's that oh blue I think it was blue orange followed by blue um because this is what I love talking about too is that a lot of people know their first and they remember their first color this is why I'm saying this is that they remember usually their first color from the personality dimensions and having done a workshop and then they don't realize that your secondary and even third color because we're a blend of all of them that those two colors can kind of dictate a little bit too as to you know why why we're feeling stressed over something or mi- why it's stressful to make that transition from a nine to five why you would even want to quit a nine to five and um, I yeah. find it very enlightening that as an orange personality which I I first am that's my brightest color as well but when I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who are that 
orange, you know, the your biggest value in life is freedom. And so even yeah. though it's scary, so that's why I'm asking what your secondary color, because well, you're, first- as you're saying that it could be, I, I really don't remember. I really don't remember, but I, I also have a whole lot of the yellow, the gold. I was going to say, so you may be a lot of the plan, gold with like, security, yeah. planning, and, you know, their, their biggest value being that second color, which could be gold for you is tradition and security and knowing things. So it's, it's interesting when I just love people. So finding their blend of their different colors. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why. And they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. And it's very <laughs> eye-opening for people. It is. I know what my lowest one is, was the green. Like I know <laughs> I don't care anything about researching anything. <laughs> me me too. Statistics. <laughs> that, that's, that's my lowest, least brightest color, I call it. And for my husband, that's his highest color. And so my it, it is quite... Too. Yeah, it's quite unique, but it's nice because when I am either talking on social media or I'm doing, um, you know, trying to connect to someone, those, and I think, oh, they're an analyzer. And then I'm like, how would I speak to my husband? I actually have one of my sons as a high, high green too. And I'm like, how would I get them on board and their, their language? And so this all comes to, now let's talk some about content that can build connection because I know on your journey you had said too that part of your journey of now having clients and one-to-one was creating a community where they would be engaged and so this is where this part speaks in so if people are wondering why am I having Angela on here it's because in every type of business that you're in there's always an aspect of sales there is always an aspect of serving your client, whether it's online products, physical products, you know, everything has that type of relationship to it. But then that's the other key is to building relationships. So I'm 100% on the relationship building. I actually think kind of what I do is like relationship based marketing, because without the relationship, it sells are a longer it takes longer to come around. Does that make sense? Um, used to, like, I remember back in the day, and it can still be this if you're in person. When I was selling Mary Kay 25 years ago, they would tell us, okay, 12 to 16 touch points before someone buys. Absolutely. That's in person. That's when they know you and they're your neighbor. Right. Okay. Right. So there's a whole, there's all in person, there's a higher level of trust. When we move online as so many people do that trust drops. People are so savvy. And the average, I uh, heard a statistic in November uh, research, and I can't remember who off the top of my head right now, um, HubSpot or something like that came out. It's 66 touch points on social media. What? I'm actually writing this down because I, I, I will, and I will find that research for you. Like, I know which friend gave it to me. I have to ask oh, her for it again. Goodness. Um, 66 touch points. For them to say yes. Right. Or for them to decide yes or no. I mean, think about it, right? And so what, how do we collapse that? Because if we're just, let, let's just use Facebook or Instagram, for example, they don't see your stuff every time they come on, right? The algorithm doesn't put you out there for everybody every day. You don't right. see every, wait, I don't see every one of your posts. You don't see every one of mine. Just sometimes you happen to scroll and you see somebody's and, you, and you're like, oh, I hadn't heard from them in a while and how they're doing or whatever. And 
So if you think about that, you might post once a day and your dream client might only see two of your posts a week. Right. And then they might not even take time to read them because they might be in a hurry and just looking at pictures and hitting, you know, double tap and throwing a heart down and moving on. You just never know. So how long does it take to truly have that 66 touch points? Interesting. And so, yeah. So if you think about it, our job, then we have to collapse that time. We have to collapse that 66 touch points. How do we do that? Well, for what I did is I really got into a place and I'd shared this with you before we started today. I was in a place when I first became a coach. Well, when I was start, first started network marketing and came on to sell in Facebook, sell on Facebook. I had never, I had never done more than like post a picture of my kid's birthday party or whatever. Right. Like I, I was not miss social media. I was invisible on social media. Like my mom and sister were who liked my post. That was about it. Like my <laughs> husband doesn't even always hit like on my post, right? Um, so I was in this place. I was coming from nothing. You know, I had like 600, 500, 400 friends, like nothing. And I'm going to start a business. And I truly thought I'm going to just post this product, just like this lady said to do. And heavens are going to open up and magic is going to happen. And my DMs are just going to ring up like, 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 like you're going to hear the cash register ring, you know, like, no, it did not happen that way. Yeah. I was like, one of the the old school cash registers for all the older people that remember that. And it did not happen. And worse than not happen. I had people get really ugly with me. Mm. about selling and so that was like okay this is really uncomfortable and then I was like but how do I grow this and then my an upline in the company talked to me about sending cold messages and I was like oh Mm. I don't want to do that but I did it I did it and of course you know it works a little bit but what I found was over and looking, I didn't realize it then looking at it. Now I can see the people that the cold messages did work for were people I knew in real life. Right. So that there was already already, that you had a relationship with. Yes. Yes. And so w- what ended up happening is long, long story short, I sat down one day right here at my desk and I sat down to work and I'm looking at my Facebook friends list and I'd already DM'd everybody. I didn't have someone new to DM. I didn't have someone new to send a cold message to. And I looked back over who I had contacted everybody on that list at least once, if not twice over the past three months. And I didn't know who to call. I didn't know what to do because that was the only strategy besides post three to five times a day, pictures of your products. And I was like, okay, well, this doesn't work. I don't know what else to do. And I, I, the irony of it this is like the month after I had just won another trip to Disney or something and I was just like I don't know what to do and I completely went into like this shutdown mode and it was about six weeks later my or not six weeks maybe maybe four weeks my coach said something to me and my coach Mike said what's going on with you because normally I would come on and I'd be like this happened this happened this is here's a celebration and I had nothing and that's when I kind of really stepped back and I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to do these actions. I don't like sending cold messages. Work is not fun. Yeah. I'm on a trip, but, and I wasn't enjoying working. 
Exactly. And I think that so many people, especially because this is mostly going to people who are in direct sales and network marketing, they're going to be listening to this. And I mean, hands raised, myself included, that that's happened to. Yeah. You're not alone, by the way, if this is no. happening. <laughs> and there's ways to find, there's ways to love your your business again. I want to say that. Mm-hmm. And so that was the lowest point where I was like, I have to find something else. I don't know what, I don't know what's next. And I would love to say it, like tell you it was like overnight, like here's the answer, but it wasn't. It was a little, a little bit of being exposed to um, organic marketing from one per- one person I would follow, one mentor. And then I started looking at organic marketing because I was like, that's going to have to be my answer. I've got to figure this out. I've got to think of some um, creative ways to do this. Then I went to convention with my company that year, and it was probably one of the last conventions I ended up going to with them. And I heard Kendra Hall speak on the power of selling with story. And at the time, I was a writing teacher. I I I taught writing for 18 years, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like it click, 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 click. And I'm like, okay. So I start learning and start working my business, selling with story. But during this time, okay, let me back up. So I had that moment where I'm done selling, I'm done with this. I'd won the trip and between going to convention and that moment with my coach where I'm like, I can't do this anymore is when I decided to go to coaching school. So I'm in coaching school, but I go to the convention with that network marketing company. I'm still in the network, I'm still in the network marketing company, I think, Um, and learned about that. So I came back and I got into a place where I'm like, okay. I'm going to focus in on one of the businesses, not both. I'm not going to focus on the network marketing company. I'm going to focus on the coaching because I enjoy that more. And, and I started just working with clients and what happened for me, I had to find a way to market myself with, in a way that was different. I had to find it. I wanted to find a way that felt as good as coaching felt. I wanted to find a way that felt I wanted it to, um, it's like what happened. I was telling you, I had a friend who I'd gone and heard the speaker and I came back and I'm like, okay, I still need to do, add the storytelling. And around this time, I end up hiring a different coach because we, we all learn different things from different people. And this coach was really big on funnels. And she was real big on have your funnel Um, you don't have to have a lot of interactions with people. They're going to go through the funnel, through your email sequences. They're going to buy your online course, or they're going to buy your stuff. And you really don't have to have interactions with them. And, and up to the point, like I had already, I'd had a a good handful of clients that I'd brought in coaching, um, during that time. And most of them all network marketing clients at that time, um, because that's the people I knew is people I was hanging out with, yeah. right? And um, I feel like my story kind of got backwards on there. Anyway, I hired this new person and I, it slowed down instead of getting faster. And I couldn't figure out why. And it's because I had pulled away from actually connecting with people and tried to just put everybody through a funnel where I could hide behind my computer screen and not really interact with people. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, what's going on? And I had that, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I'd love to say there was this big aha, like little moment, but truly it was like, something's wrong. And I knew something was wrong, but I was unsure why. 
And I remember telling my friend, like, this, all this is going on and I need it to be different. And she's like, well, non-business person. And she's just like, well, what do you want it to be like? I'm like, well, I want it to be like when I'm coaching. I don't want to go back to sending cold messages, but I didn't know what else to do. I didn't want to run everybody through an email funnel and just, you know, where they're just a random number. I wanted it to feel like coaching. I wanted it to feel like, like I was hanging out with my friends. Like I was just like, I'm, I'm a Southern girl, right? I wanted it to feel like they came and sat down on my Southern front porch and I offered them a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or a, a lemonade. And we were visiting and think about it. Like, and that's how I look at, that's how I look at my Facebook group. You're, you are on my Southern front porch. Different people interact with us differently. Like think about your neighbors. Sometimes they just walk by and wave right? Sometimes they come stand at your porch, maybe lean on the pillar, but they don't sit down and they'll visit with you for a minute, a few minutes, and then they walk on. Sometimes they sit down with you. Sometimes they come inside. Sometimes they stay the weekend, right? We think about how we interact with people. And I was like, how do I make that? How do I bring that feeling of wanting that connection, of wanting that intimacy, wanting that um, friendliness into marketing? Right. And when I say marketing into posting, right? For most of us, that's what that is, right? If you're, it, it, you know, if you are a brick and mortar, it may look a little bit different, but how do I do that? And it really wasn't about trying to have faster conversions or less touch points. It truly was about, I had to enjoy what I was doing. I had to be happy because I can't control if someone else says yes, but I can control that I actually enjoy my day. Right. And so all of this say, like, I mean, this is all going over like two years of all this kind of stuff going through and happening. I came to this place where I'm like, okay, well, if I can't have fun, I'm not going to do it. If, um, if it's not building real connections, then it's probably not going to work. And I just really started looking at what do I do? So I took the storytelling because I had taught writing for so long and I was like, that actually works. I know that works. And I'm going to, I'm going to expand on that. And I'm going to add more storytelling because it, it does amazing things. When we write stories in our, in our post, it, um, it creates emotion, right? People buy based off of emotion It um, creates a visual in the reader's mind and it, um, helps them to, well, let me say on the visual, but the beautiful thing about that is that like, when we tell a story, like even like me telling my story, like I could tell a story about that day I went to the convention and heard Kendra Hall speak. I remember sitting on my row, I had my little notepad out, the one that they give you at the conventions that's really small and all the things with my little click pen that they gave. And she comes on and it is hitting every hot button. It's like the heavens have opened up, angels have started singing. And it's that moment I'm wishing everybody around me would stop whispering and talking because I feel like it's everything I've been looking for in that moment, right? Right. And when I share those kinds of moments, like just like that, you don't picture me sitting in a convention. You picture the last time you sat in a convention. You picture that time you sat and listened to a speaker. You picture what you remembered your stage looking like. You remember you remember your co your um your teammates that sat around you wouldn't stop whispering. Right? Those kinds of things. And so when we create that vision, we invoke emotion, but we also help them create the, a vision of themselves in that moment. And right. so it can be very powerful with our content. So it can take it to the next level. So I'm really big on our content, creating that connection through story or whatever. And, and there's, there's other techniques, but it really, to me has to be about 
opening a relationship and nurturing a relationship just like you sat on my southern front porch. So. And and it's those connections that people funny enough that this is actually the exact talk of my of my live tomorrow that I'm that oh because I'm like it, it exactly it comes all around to that that you know even people who are on different teams when I've coached you know hundreds of different teams and team leaders and things like that and I'm like well when you're speaking to people and you're either doing a presentation or a one-to-one sit down or a coffee date or whatever are you telling your story and they're like no they, they talk about the company <laughs> they talk a lot about the products but I'm like yeah. but you're not telling what it means to you and your story of how it helped you or shaped you in some way you're not going to get that connection you're not going to get them to to that buying and back in the day even when we did home parties and and things and by the way, home parties are. I did. I, for I did home parties too, and I rocked right? them. I was so good at it. <laughs> and 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 even with home parties, it's really important that, like you said, like at a home party, you have like a sixteen point touch point with people. Like you, you put in we call them seeds. So you put in your seeds throughout the presentation. But I really liked where at the beginning of this you shared that it was like sixty six points on social media and. You wouldn't believe, well, you probably would, <laughs> how many, how many clients that I get who are like, oh, I posted something on Facebook and I didn't get a sale because we are in that realm of we, we want something, we want it right now. And we're not willing to wait for that cultivation. But just like you said, how many times that I bought something off of I'm going to use Instagram. I don't usually buy things off Instagram, but I bought something on Instagram because I have a German shepherd who's, I'll never get another German shepherd again. Love him dearly now, but I will never get another German shepherd. It's the hair. And so I think on Instagram and I kept seeing this thing come up and it was like a, like a little, you know, get it off your shirt, get it yes. off your pants, get and it you off can, your coat. Was, was it the kind like you can wash it, rinse it off? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I need this. I need this. And then it, and then I couldn't find it. So of course I'm then searching for it. And I couldn't remember the name of it because it was probably late night scrolling that I saw it. And it was the next morning when I'm like, what was the name of that? I can't remember the name of it. And then it took me a while of searching to actually find it. And then I'm like, and I didn't just buy one. I bought one for me. And then one in case I lost it. And then it was, if you buy two, you could get like the third one for four bucks. I'm like, well, my daughter has a German shepherd. I'm get one for her too. So I bought, I didn't just buy one product. I bought three of it because I was so worried that I'd lose it again. And I wouldn't be able yeah. to find yeah. the ad or whatever it was I was looking for. But it just goes to show you that I had seen it pop up hundreds of times, probably. Yeah. I actually clicked on the ad where it's like, get rid of pet hair. Get well, and you know, what, the, you know what is so interesting with marketing we have, it's not just us having something available for them to sell or for them to purchase. They have to have the need, right? They have to have the desire and the, the need for it. So 
maybe that day the dog had maybe you'd picked up a whole lot more cat, dog I have a cat dog hair off your clothes that day maybe you're wearing black and it just was so much more where you noticed it and your need was higher and that's why it, it, it resonated so much more at that moment like we have to remember too that sometimes it's not about hey I have something for you that you want but it's also like do they do they want it at that time right and are they ready for it so a lot of my clients and especially since I know you have a lot of network marketers in your audience, let me share this. So depending on the price point changes how quick people will buy too, because what, what, why we need to be making connection in our content and in our social is because for a client to buy or to join your team or where I work with um, coaches and stuff too, they they have to help. They have to feel safe. They have to feel safe to think about it. You have to, you have to feel safe to comment on somebody's things. Think about people. You're like, I am not commenting on her stuff. She will be cold DMing me before I finish hitting enter. <laughs> right. We all know those people. Right. And so we have to feel safe to have the conversation. We have to feel safe to reach out. We have to feel safe to go. Can you tell me about that? Can you tell me about your product? I'm curious about your company. Or can you tell me what it's like to work with you? They have to, their level of safety has to be so high and our content has to provide that because we are not face-to-face -face with them. So we have to, how do we do that? We ha they have to get to know us. We have to open that relationship. Um, that's why live video works. Live video is not working because we're magic on live video. It works because it, it helps people feel like they know us. They see our mannerisms. They hear the way we talk. They, we usually people start telling some type of story when they're on there or whatever. And it increases the get to know you factor. Mm -hmm. That that same no like, and trust that, that network marketing companies and sales have talked about for 30, 40 years. It still has to be happening. And when we can create that no like, and trust, it means safety for the client. And the client can then feel safe to ask us questions, feel safe to be curious, feel safe that they're not going to be spammed or whatever. And so that was part of it. Like I had to get away from the playing the numbers game and the funnels and stuff because I felt, it felt like I was right back to sending cold messages with the, with the, um, uh, that spammy used car sales feeling like both of right. those things did that for me. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I don't think I spit it out, but I... <laughs> and <laughs> now, you know, this is not scripted. <laughs> And it's not that those things don't work because they, they do, work. do, but it still has to be a blend of relationship building in there. And, you know, someone had asked Absolutely. me on, on a podcast I was on last week, I think, and they had asked me as an expert of, oh, well, what do you think about people? I don't know. It was, it was a real random question, but I enjoyed answering it of people having appointment setters for coaches and things. I'm like, you know what, if you're, if that, if, if that's part of your personality, that it's not your, your jam, that it's not your favorite thing to do, but it leads you to clients, especially for coaches, then yes, you might want to get one, but make sure that that's a person who can round out your business of where you're the weakest, because if it's already something you're strong in, you probably don't need to be paying for that service. So right. that was my answer was 
Yeah. It could be good. No, I, it may not be. And it's the exact I agree. Same thing, exact same thing with this. However, every business does need that relationship selling part, depending on, depending, I, I think on what you just touched on to a price point, because I make it really easy for people of like, I have a $77 intro. It gives you two hours with me. It's a great price point that people, people yes. are willing to pay for. Uh, $7, you know, that they don't have to think about, but a downloadable that that's a checklist of something that's probably at a price point. You don't need to nurture a lot of relationship building with. However, when it comes to personal products, products that have to do with relationships, coaching, yeah. uh, even yeah. products that have to do with your health, those yeah. type of things you're going to need relationship building for them. You do. I remember having, when I was selling Plexus, I remember um, they do a lot of gut health. And I remember a lady who, she was a parent of one of my students in my class. I taught both her kids. I'd known her for years. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable talking about what's going on with my gut. Right. And she knew me. And she knew me, like in person, knew me. Gave me the best presents at Christmas, if I remember right. <laughs> but... It, there's a, just a different level. I mean, and so think about it like, and that's why too, for them to join a team, like it's a lot less safety that has to entrust that has to be built for them to buy your, your $150 starter package of like, you know, your product starter product package, but to join your team, that's a whole nother level of safety because not only are they just going to try the products, they're committing to the products and they're committing to like spending time with you and stuff. Like it's a whole different mm -hmm. thing. They're committing to doing something different in their life. And that's scary. And like, even like, um, I have clients who they're high ticket coaches. People pay them three, four, five, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 more to work with them. And that's, that requires a high level of trust and safety to say yes to, mm -hmm. but they sell them. Yeah. Right. They sure do. It just Absolutely. requires building that connection and really opening that relationship and building that connection in that content on social media. And even, even how, to, you know, how do you talk to people in the DMs without being the weirdo? Like there's ways. <laughs> I know. And sometimes, and, and sometimes you become the weirdo and you go, Oops, sorry. Yeah. There's fun ways of doing that too. And whenever, and yes. again, it's definitely with different personalities, but with one of the personalities, whenever I say, you know, a script and they're like, and they all look, you know, they get kind of angry with you. And I'm like, okay, instead of calling it a script, it's just a way of using your authentic voice to touch their authentic voice. Does that sound better for you? And they're like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. It really is. I know people, some people are like, eh, I don't like scripts. I just want to be authentic. But if you still don't know how to talk to people authentic and keep them in that same conversation, then you're going nowhere. And speaking exactly. of being authentic, and we're going to wrap up here really quick, but how can people get a hold of you? You know what? The best place to is just come hang out with me in my Facebook group. Okay. So my, what is the name of my Facebook? Connect. I just call it Connect, but it has a whole name. Let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's connect, um, marketing for coaches, get visible, create leads and sign clients. But I think if you just look up Angela Nauman and I'll give you the link for the show notes, but it's yeah. where you can come hang out with us. And that's what I do in there is I talk about how to market in a way where 
you are building relationships, you are making connections where you are getting to have that authentic voice. And I I do want to touch on like what you mentioned though, earlier about the um, appointment setters. I, I meant to say, I wanted to tell you, like, there is a place for all of those things. Absolutely. Right. Like I have a seven figure coach. She's not in there sending all her own DMs. She doesn't have to. She's got people that work for her, but she's not like just hiring some appointment setter randomly. She has someone who is an employee in her company. And when you know, when Sydney DMs you that Sydney's DMing you for Anne, right? Or what are those things? Like we know these things. So, um, and there's a place for ads and there's a place for funnels. Like there's nothing wrong with having a good email sequence going, right? But it doesn't replace the people. Mm-hmm. that's the problem is if we're letting those things replace the connection, then we're sabotaging ourselves from moving forward at the rate we could. Exactly. And as always, one question that I love asking everybody as we wrap up, what piece of advice would you give Angela, younger Angela, when she was freshly starting out that you could now impart to her today? Mm. Um, gosh, there's a lot. Um, probably I'll I'll tell you one thing, like I probably would have, there's a million things, right? There's all kinds of things, but I probably would have just quit my job sooner. Mm. I know that's going to, I was really hoping that the uh, waiting for every bit of security to come around. And the truth was, is finally, I was just done teaching, um, after the, whole 2020, 2020. I I taught the year after the whole COVID shutdown and it was the toughest year because I had in classroom, I had online all, and it was just a lot. And I got to the place where I was leaving not to go to my job. I was leaving to leave teaching and I wish I would, I was just as unprepared then as I would have been a couple of years before. Like I should have just gone ahead and done it because it has gone so fantastic. Like it, it, and that's been a couple of years now, but um, it went better than I could have imagined. And I think it would have still been just that good the the years before it. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because it's that leap of faith of doing something that you really, really, really love And always kind of worrying about, oh, well, you know, and everybody asks this, you know, everybody has this thing of um, not feeling good enough, you know, um, are you loved? Will it be significant? You know, does it matter? And am I even being heard? Like everyone goes through all of those questions. And especially as you're transitioning in, those questions become even more important because you do have an area where people are listening to you where you are being heard or maybe you're not mm-hmm. and you really do need to leave it but do you know what I mean like in your teaching it would have been because my dad is a retired teacher so I know for years he hung on for quite a while before finally retiring and then he was so yeah. happy he did because he was ready for that next phase I think that's what it was too for me I was um and I will say that year of 2020 teaching year was, it was a tough year for every teacher in the whole country. Like it was tough. And, and I'm in the South, like we were open the beginning of the school year, full kids in class. 
but we all they what, what they did here is it was an option. You could send your kids to school or you could stay home. So let's say out of a classroom of 21 kids, I'd had two that were at home and the other 18, 19 were in the classroom. And it was just a really different year. It was the year of the mask, the whole thing. And it was really hard to teach. And it was very stressful. And I was already had a foot out the door because I'd already had a business for a couple of years. So it was really one of those things where it was beyond time for me. And when I allow, um, it was allowing, it was allowing. When I allowed myself to end this season in my life mm -hmm. and allowed myself to start to fully step into the other season of my life of coaching, everything changed. And it would have been that, I think if I'd have done that with, when I had been with Plexus or Mary Kay, it would have worked either way because I allowed a door to close and I allowed it to be okay that it closed. And I allowed this door to open and I just went full on in. I mean, that's one good thing. Like I'm not once, I'm not someone who's ever had to like put in effort. Like I, I, um, and I, I I'm consistent. I, I show up, I guess right. is what I'm trying to say. And, um, I don't have to make myself, it's just my thing. Like my, my kids were off yesterday, the day after Easter. I'm like, no, it's a work day. I got to work. <laughs> so I'll help you. I'll play with y'all after. Of course I have teenage boys. They don't care anything about playing with mom after lunch, you know, but I'm like, you know, I feed them. I can get them to sit in the living room with me for a little while. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, as usual, it has been awesome to have you here. And, you know, this is the great thing about, about what, a, what we're all doing um, is creating a safe space that people can listen in. If you have questions as this goes in onto the podcast and drops, you know, let us know if you have any questions, if you want to, you know, be in touch with Angela, she's going to give her Facebook group here and thank you so much for coming with me and enjoying this journey. I'm sure I will have you on again as a guest because I kind of like rotating people through. So it's awesome. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much, Jody. I feel so honored. And I always, I just enjoy our conversation so much. I feel like you and I just really um, always have the best conversations. Yeah. The, and that's the whole point of this is, you know, to have real authentic conversations that somebody there is meant to get an aha moment. And that's why yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing. So yeah. again, thank Love you. It. And this is Jody with the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series. Everybody have a great day. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned a lot. Each one of my guests have a special and unique spot in my heart as they have shared what they love about their business and how they truly have grown in their entrepreneur journey. Thanks for sticking around to the end. And I would love to gift to you a fun and easy quiz that you can take right now that will help you assess how you feel about the sales process in your beautiful business, building relationships, lifting each other up so we can all gain more in our lives and our business is what is truly important to me. And my hope is that in some small way, I've been able to do that for you today. So again, this is Jody Maley with the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series here in beautiful BC, Canada. Truly have a great and inspired rest of your day. The link to the quiz will be attached below. And please like, follow, and share this podcast if it inspired you today.